WVYC's Perspectives is a weekly public affairs program produced by the Voice of Your College. This week we have a special edition of the program as we feature independent study podcast produced by Laura Thrapp. This is Buzzed. Your podcast is loading. Loading. Paradigm shift. General education. Content. Forecasting. Connotative means. Swales. Hyper-converged server environment. Robust metric. Quantitative fluency. The control structure. Disruption. You're listening to Buzzed, a podcast that explores the world of buzzwords, including who uses them, why they use them, and what it means for everyone else. I'm Lara Thrapp, a college student that started this podcast to learn as much as I possibly could through an independent study, and that means learning about tough topics, and man, are you in for a loaded one today. Today, we are tackling buzzwords and their relationship with the field of education. Now, before getting into this, it's important to understand how complex this arena is, and even more importantly, how polarizing the topics surrounding education can be. When studying buzzwords in education, we'll be looking at their use in defining the field's big topics like standardization, testing, and technology, but we'll also be looking at the classroom as the students first discovery site of the world's buzzwords like society, soft skills, and thinking processes. When I graduated from undergrad, I wrote a really important person in my life a letter, uh, and that was my uh, favorite teacher from, from high school. That's Josh DeSantis, your college's director of the Masters of Education program. He's talking about what makes a good teacher. She reached out to me at a really tough time in my life. She didn't know it was a tough time in my life. She was just doing what she did. It was her, she was a professional that way. Um, but in just teaching the class, teaching her English class the way that she did, um, it, it, it woke me up to the idea that I had something of value and that the world was interesting and that if I applied myself, that I could participate in that world. And um, she did that by creating really engaging instruction uh, she did that by taking a read on everyone in the class uh, and figuring out who needed support and who needed that extra prod. I was one of those students that needed that extra prod. Um, and she found something to like in all of us. And so now that I'm a teacher educator, I try to impart that upon my students. Find something to like in every kid. The time we have in these classes, it seems enormous, um, but it's 180 days and it goes by in a breeze and every lesson matters. Every conversation you have Uh, with a child matters, uh, and you don't know when you're making an impact. In its purest form, education is simply about making an impact. But it's become so much more cumbersome as more and more buzzwords have been added to it. And one of those buzzwords is technology. It seems like technology and education have become intertwined. The landscape for education technology in classrooms has really dramatically altered in the fi- my five-year career here at your college. Uh, I have been fortunate to have many opportunities to work with teachers in our uh, region, uh, and I've prepared many of them now at this point. And I've got my thumb on what's, you know, the pulse of what's happening in schools. And what's happening is uh, we've seen a rapid transition from the teacher being the main arbiter of knowledge in the classroom to a democratization of information in the classroom. 
that happened about 10 years after or 15 years after it happened everywhere else. Um, so uh, basically what that means is schools are issuing students devices. They're issuing them earlier and earlier. They're allowing those students to use those devices in the school and in their homes. Uh, and then those devices have access to every bit of human information that's ever been compiled. When you do that, um, you, uh, you change, you change the, the relationship between the students and the content and the teachers to the students. Uh, and that's a profound change. Um, just as an, as an example, you know, uh, six or 700 years ago when kind of the, uh, our, our modern conception of what higher education looks like was first kind of coming online. The very first universities were, were developing in, in Europe. Um, the lecture was the only way to transmit information. One of the reasons for it is you'd had one learned person who'd read a lot and you needed to share that information with a class full of 15 or 20 or 25 students. Um, if you don't have paper and you don't have iPads, um, you need to say what you know to students. Uh, and that, you know, there's a sage on the stage. That's the, that's the idea. Um, what we're doing now is developing techniques to position students to arrive at learning on their own terms and use the, you know, the current technology tools of the trade to make that happen. Uh, and that puts them in a, in a position to construct their own learning. And it changes the teacher from being the sage on the stage to the guide on the side. Anne-Marie Zabo is a preschool teacher at Pohatkong School in New Jersey. She has a smart board in her classroom, and I spoke with her about DeSantis' idea of being a guide on the side. Well, with the age that I teach, they their focus is more learning how to be in a classroom setting, how to stand in a line, how to sit on the rug, listen to a story, how to wash their hands, clean up after themselves, go to the bathroom on their own. So I am really a guide. You know, I can direct them how to do it. We demonstrate how to do it, but then you're a guide. I think you're always a guide. I think gone are the days of um, the college professor or the teacher lecturing in front of the classroom. We don't, and even with technology, I guide them, but they're using that board on their own. So I, I would agree with that. Education surely isn't a fad, and neither is technology within education. But within their marriage, we see some fads crop up. Academia has been pressured to stay current, and this is the cause of some key buzzwords. I talked to Dr. Kay McAdams, York College's Director of General Education. I think that in academia, there's always there have been there have always been fads there have always been buzzwords um so right now the flipped classroom for instance right is one of those those things i don't i don't think i don't use fad necessarily in a bad way but it, it is a it's this new thing right that uh you're supposed to jump on board similarly um online or what we call blended all right so to use those terms right what does blended mean well if i were to talk to somebody on the street they would have no clue what blended learning means so I think some of it is also coming from the impact of technology on education. And so we're getting kind of new phraseology that is being used for those specific kinds of pedagogies. Um, in addition to, um, you know, just d different kinds of labels for what we've traditionally done, such as critical thinking. This terminology and trendy speech can be difficult for students to navigate. So yet again, we call on our guides on the side 
to be more than just an educator of their subject, but a communicator of life. I'm encountering some of this. Uh, I've been working with the communication faculty, the writing communication faculty, on the way in which they're talking about communication in our new FCO 105 class, for instance. Now, they've been talking about using certain words, genre and audience, or those are buzzwords, the jargon that's appropriate to that. But the point is that um, what we're trying to do is we're all trying to use the same language. So it doesn't matter if it's just in an FCO 105 class. So in my Western the World class, I spent the first couple of class periods talking about the language that I'm going to use, both in reference to the kinds of writing and communication they're going to use, but also a discipline-specific language that I'm going to use, so really explaining the nature of, say, a primary source. So I really expanded that, like the nature of the primary source, the site. So those those kinds of that kind of terminology, but also in reference to writing. So what I mean by audience, what we mean by genre. Um, not everybody does that clearly, and that's a problem because I think then I think it's a problem from the standpoint of. In our own disciplinary world, what I think, what I mean by critical thinking in history is not necessarily what they mean by critical thinking in, say, psychology. I think that that's where you can, you get misunderstandings and frustration from the student perspective. Um, sources, um, in the use of different kinds of sources and how you use those, are different from discipline to discipline. So I think what I've just learned, and I think this is part of the process of being involved in gen ed and working with lots of people across campus, is I've learned we have to be, when we're dealing with students, that's a different audience for our buzzwords. We have to explain the meaning for the buzzword. It doesn't mean that, that students are stupid, right? Or that parents are stupid. There's a whole other audience that I have to translate my gen ed language to parents um, you know, of incoming students. They don't know, so we don't use those buzzwords, right? We just don't use, we, we come up with other language that's going to be familiar to them but still get the same concept across. Yet again, like our last episode on buzz, the common thread is to be present in our communication. Education is such an intricate and important world. And like Josh DeSantis said in the beginning, one person can make an impact for a lifetime. Stay tuned for part two of Buzzed Education Topic, where we'll be talking more about the trends going on, the trend of voice and choice, and its antithesis, standardization. I want to thank York College and Jeffrey Schiffman, and also the professionals in this episode. Dr. Josh DeSantis, from York College, Mrs. Anne-Marie Zabo from Pohakong School, and Dr. Kay McAdams from York College. Thank you for listening. This has been Buzzed. I'm Laura Thrapp, WVUIC Studios. WVYC's Perspectives is a production of the staff of The Voice of York College. York College of Pennsylvania owns and operates WVYC and any and all content is solely the property of your college. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the executive producer of WVYC Perspectives. WVYC Perspectives can be heard Monday and Friday morning at 10 a.m. on 88.1 FM. Downloads of the WVYC Perspectives podcast are available at the WVYC Podbean site, 
wvyc.podbean.com. Join us next week for another edition of WVYC Perspectives.